What is good, everybody? Welcome back to live from KCL. As always, this is Rohan, joined by both my good friends Felix and Pranav. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Hello, guys? hello. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be reviewing. This is going to be our second episode, obviously reviewing season one, episode two, Space Quest. Uh, how did you guys feel watching this episode? I mean, did you guys feel it was a different vibe than the first one? What anything stand out before we get into the actual review? Uh, I think that. Uh, Fraser himself comes off a little bit more like uh whiny and as a, as like a grouch in this episode relative to the first one, and a lot of the episode is spent kind of on his issues with Martin and stuff, and I think it it makes him a slightly different like vibe than he was in the first episode. Yeah, he's definitely a little bit, uh well a lot more grumpy this episode, especially with his uh father, uh and Daphne of course as well <laughs> had some choice words in there, but. Uh, it was still a nice episode overall. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I actually was telling Felix before we started recording. I feel like this run of uh two, three, and four, I think so. It's Space Quest, Dinner at Eight, and I Hate Fraser Crane is a really good start to season one. Obviously, episode one, like the pilot episodes, are always a little different because everyone's just still feeling out the show and you know picking up the characters. So it's it's more about establishing the storyline. But here we get some you know great lines comedically i like this episode better but let's just dive into the review so um it starts off with you know the elevator animation up this up the space needle i don't know if you guys noticed that but we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the animations because i feel like they're just it's not really that complicated but they're just subtle ways which i kind of like um and show the difference in the episodes so i don't know if you guys remember that part but i agree i, I think be... it gives the episode some personality that each one has a little bit of a different thing Exactly, and I would I would start paying attention to that, I'll like quiz you guys about it before each episode. So, but uh, yeah, so getting to the actual episode, we start off with hearing Fraser's yawn, and the thing I wrote down here, the only reason I mention it is because I thought it was super exaggerated and kind of uh, unbelievable. Like no one yawns that loud and that exaggerated. I don't know. Did Did you guys pick up on that? Uh, I I, see, I, I didn't really I didn't really notice on it, but like. I don't know. People yawn how they want, right? No, I'll, I'll be honest. The only reason I noticed is because um, I was typing up the notes and then I kept doing the 10 second replay. And uh, because I was trying to write down the, the space, the elevator. So I heard this scene actually yeah. three times. And by the third time I heard it, I was like, this yawn does not, it sounds super. It, if you go back and listen to it, it sounds very fake. But so, wait, maybe, was it maybe the, the audience. Will... Was it just the sound? Yeah. Or was it also like the motion? No, no. So the scene cuts, and you you don't hear, you don't see him yawn. Oh, okay. But you hear it. And it was kind of and maybe the listeners will pick up on it. it. Is. I just think they cut. It's a little bit of the classic Kelsey Grammer overacting. You know, yeah, you know yeah. how he is. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyways, we we so we get into it. We see Daphne cleaning up the table. She's already up. You know, we get the great line: "Can't be a good healthcare provider unless you're up with the cock." Obviously, in this case, referring <laughs> to the rooster. But a little a little bit interesting hearing that. Um, and she talks about how she thinks Martin's a remarkable man, you know, 30 years on the police force. And then she mentions that they don't have much tripe in Seattle. Did you guys know what tripe was? I did not. I assumed it was just some, like, British food. I had to what? look it up, and apparently it's a, it's a stomach, it's a cow's stomach or something. I've definitely heard of tripe before. Uh, I'm not sure if I've actually had it before. I think I probably have somewhere. And I heard it's, I, I heard it's pretty good, so... Right. No, so I've I've heard it mentioned before too, but I didn't know what it was honestly. So I had to look it up. But I mean, would I mean, would you guys eat this? 
I try it. Cow stomach? I think I'm good. Nah, bro. Like, I actually think it could be actually half decent. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, feels you've had it? I I think I might have had it. I'm not sure. But, like, we'll just, since I don't remember, we'll just pretend I haven't. So, I'm just, yeah, I just guess right. it's good. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, after this whole, like, rant, not rant, but, you know, Daphne's monologue, Fraser says, and you are. Obviously, like, he's still, he, he's, he looks very scruffy in this, I will say. He's, like, obviously, clearly he's just woken up. His hair's a mess. He's still in his bathrobe. Um, honestly, definitely just looks like he woke up. So, um, then he kind of explains to Daphne, he's not himself till he's shaved and showered. What are you, what are you guys' kind of opinions on this? How are you guys in the morning generally? Are you more of a get up and go? I feel like I know you both well and you guys are both not like that, but I yeah. absolutely understand where he's coming from. I go through like the first hour of every morning and like a complete daze until you know right. eventually your body can catch up. Uh, you know, like I don't, you know. I wouldn't say I'm a morning person. Like, I don't wake up early in the morning, like, every day and, like, have this whole routine going for me. But like, I also don't think, like, you know, I wake up and I can't do anything. Like, I don't think I'm dazed for, like, the first hour. I think I wake up, I might be a little bit tired, but I think I'm still okay. Right. <laughs> right. No, I, I think out of the three of us, I would say Felix is probably the most like that. I've gotten better, but I'm reminded of a time, obviously, you guys know, when we went on a road trip to Seattle, uh, <laughs> the the alarm incident. So basically, I'll explain oh, no. to the audience. It was, it was, it was basically, uh, we, were, we were supposed to go river rafting that day. And um, for some reason, I was the last one to wake up. Uh, yeah. And Pranav wanted me to turn off the alarm. So, <laughs> so, 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 he, so he, he set the alarm and he would let it ring. He was already awake. I think him and Felix were already awake. Yeah. He would let it ring and he was hoping that I would turn it off. But by the third time, I just kept saying, can someone shut that alarm off? <laughs> and obviously, Pranav was trying to get me to wake up. But if that gives you a little bit of insight into how I am in the morning. But I would say I've gotten better. That was about That's like, good. Four, four and a half years ago. No, I'd say we've got. I've got I mean, it. like, I just had like a decent sleep schedule for like a week because I went to Hawaii and I, you know, I woke up at like six a.m. every day and I slept at like ten. So right, I wish we could all have that every but day of our obviously, lives. Obviously, but... when I got back home, it went back to ten and ten a.m. and two a.m. So right, right, it's all right. right though. Yeah. So um, yeah. We so we we get this. You know, Fraser says he's not himself till he's shaved and showered, and then Daphne with the great line. You know, I completely understand. One's morning ablutions. I can't stand myself till I floss all the gunk out my teeth. I really like the <laughs> delivery in this line. It is a f- very like well written line, but Daphne's accent in this I think is getting better. I don't think it's as exaggerated as we saw in the first one, and it, she, she's she's kind of bringing the comedic relief to this intro in the episode. Um, and it then is. we get yeah, um, and then we get Martin kind of. So we see Fraser walking to the kitchen, Martin. It's still very gruff and grumpy. I mean, Rob, you can talk a little bit about this, but I feel like in later episodes and later seasons, he's not this over-exaggerated, like, gruff guy. I feel like he's a lot softer in later episodes and later seasons than he is in these first few episodes. What do you... I mean, obviously, Felix can't really speak on it because yeah. this is his first time watching the show, but what do you think about that? I definitely think, yeah, it takes him... It takes a while for them to, like, you know, cool the character down a little bit. And for a large part of, especially this early season, season one he's always going to be have this kind of grouchy a bit of a you know get off my lawn attitude definitely that's, and, per- that's yeah it's a perfect way to describe it um, but in this scene you know it kind of 
his opinions on like Fraser's girly food and stuff. It all it all to me fits with the character a little bit, even if the lines are just delivered in a very gruff way. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, we we hear about the coffee stuff. So it's Kenyan blend, but Daphne put eggs and allspice in this. When I first heard this, like putting that into like coffee powder just sounds disgusting, and I didn't really understand That's it. It's insane. Um, I looked it up. Apparently, people in other countries do put, uh, you know, eggs and other spices into coffee blends sometimes. But I had never heard of this. I don't know about you guys, and I thought it was really weird. Um, the spice I could kind of understand, you know, like a spiced coffee is probably a real thing. I don't yeah, get the eggs. eggs. I don't understand the eggshells. That's very weird. Well, yeah, I feel like. Well, I don't know if I've heard of it. I feel like I might have heard of it, but myself, I'm definitely not a coffee drinker. I don't really drink coffee, so I don't know. Anything. Right. That's what I was just gonna ask. I mean, I know Felix do- doesn't. Eggshells don't you... like. They don't taste like anything, right? Why would you want to put eggshells egg in, in the first place? I, mean, I don't know why they would put eggshells. I thought maybe they put like egg whites or something. No, I think that no, no, part she... was just the comedic relief, right? Okay, okay. Or was I thought he put? Oh, okay. a, I thought she put an actual like egg, and then he's just you know playing off it, <laughs> saying that <laughs> eggshells and stuff. But um, probably I know Felix doesn't. But are you a consistent coffee drinker? Yeah, yeah. Coffee is definitely, a, especially on days where I have things to do, a coffee in the morning is very helpful for me. Right. But I can't fathom putting allspice or an egg in it. That's <laughs> madness. Definitely. I think cinnamon sounds pretty good if you put it in your coffee. I don't know how true yeah. that is. Cin- I mean, cinnamon coffee is very common, right? People like cinnamon yeah. lattes. Um, is something I, I can Cinnamon, pumpkin in. spice, vanilla. Those are oh, all, those all seem like reasonable <laughs> things to put in coffee. Right. Not but... allspice. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's the same for me. I think like when I'm back home, I don't drink as much coffee, but I feel like in college, generally when it, when I'm out like in DC right now, I have been drinking more. So to to each his own. And then we get the bran muffin and yogurt, and you know Martin basically calls this girly food. I I don't. What are you guys big breakfast eaters? Like I feel like me personally, I don't really have big breakfast or even have breakfast in general. Sometimes nope. depending on my schedule, but yeah, nah. uh, I know I feel like both you guys are the same no breakfast for me usually but i don't like i don't see yogurt as a girly food i don't know a muffin i mean i don't I, know how I, those are girly foods i think the way the connotation of this line and the way martin delivers it is more he feels like he should eat like a better breakfast or like quote unquote mm. more healthier like something more filling but then obviously we get to like the eggs in the nest which is apparently the crane specialty fried eggs inside of a white bread and like I agree with Fraser. Like if you had this for breakfast every morning, sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen to you in a couple yes. years. Not a couple years, but like that cholesterol earlier than it should. Up. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand how someone could have this every single day for breakfast. It's eggs, though. Don't people like eggs is common for breakfast? Okay, no, it's eggs, a right? Fried but the way it's... egg in the br- the in the white white bread. bread. This is bread and eggs. But I feel like people eat that all the time for breakfast. Here, I don't know, or maybe not fried my... though. Yeah, no, here's my counter. The way it's described, I feel like maybe Fraser's exaggerating it, but it seems like it's revolved around fat, not really. Yeah, he talks about it drowning in the grease and stuff. It definitely does not seem like a health-conscious food at all. definitely not. But yeah, some great physical acting from Kelsey Grammer, Fraser here. Um, And then, you know, he's he's still still complaining about the coffee. Then he goes back into the living room to go get his... uh, to go get the uh, his newspaper, and we're reminded of the chair here. Um, and so obviously Fraser's still still pissed about the chair, and obviously like as as everyone knows who watches Fraser, the, the 
chair becomes like a source of heartache and pain for Fraser and just comedy for the rest of us. So it's interesting to see. Then we get to this like newspaper scene, which I thought was like pretty fun. Okay, pretty funny scene. First of all, do you guys think Fraser would be the type of dude to yell at his neighbors at whatever? This is probably eight in the morning, seven in the morning, scream at the top of his lungs, claiming that this stole his paper. I, I just watching the show, I don't know. Felix, you go first because this is your first time uh-huh. watching this, but did you did did you think this was characteristic or would you expect this from Fraser after watching one episode? Do you get that from I- I don't expect this out of Fraser because you know he is like, a, you know he's he's supposed to help people on the radio and everything. He's talk calmly and everything, be logical. Yeah. So like you shouldn't you don't yell at his you know at your neighbor for you know accusing them of stealing your paper. But uh, my only my only you know like defense for him is like, like if like if his neighbors have been like constantly stealing his newspaper, then like then I get I guess then they deserve it to be yelled at because I would too. I think that's the implication we got, but I just don't understand. This is a wealthy building. Who the hell is going around stealing newspapers? <laughs> True, newspapers. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is an interesting crime. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's I mean, necessarily in his character per se, but Felix won't know this. But in like later seasons, he is like does have like very contentious relationships with a lot of the people who live in his building. Yeah, so I don't think true. it's entirely. Uh, you know, out of his character to be like mad at them for some some like transgression that they've done. That's true. Yeah, I'm and... reminded of, reminded of Cam Winston, but that's yeah, way later, that's way later in the show. Um, yeah, so we get the you know Mrs. Yeah. Beverly, you old bat. Like it just this is just I mean I don't I don't expect this from Fraser at all, especially in the beginning. Watching this in the beginning, the first couple episodes, he seems like a more calm, reserved guy, but obviously he's not. Well, yeah. Um, let me he get the say... great line. We get the great line here that the paper has already been read simply because the the rubber band was taken off and then Daffy's like we weren't we won't tell you what's in it don't worry i mean what are you guys thoughts on this i thought it was kind of ridiculous that like fraser was complaining about this like who cares if the new if the rubber band is off the newspaper no one's telling you the news right um i don't know i thought it was kind of ridiculous and it kind of goes into shows a little bit of his character of how he's just a very picky person needs to have his morning routine like, I get the morning routine part, but this seemed a little over the top for me. I thought Daphne's response to this was funny when he's ready to, like, talk about all his, like, you know, issues with the morning. He goes, she goes, <laughs> you're going to give a speech, aren't you? And he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot you're psychic. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And, yeah. No, no, and then she says. The is crazy. She, the, thing, the, the killer line, though, is, like, the next one. She's like, yes, but anyone could have seen this one coming on. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, even if you're not psychic, you know, we we, we know yeah. Fraser's about to get one. <laughs> Everybody knows, but I don't know. Like, yeah, the newspaper, the rubber band thing, definitely very picky. Definitely, like, you know, shouldn't be mad over that. Like, dude, you can still read the paper. paper. It's not, they didn't rip it or anything. So, but in general, like, you know, he seems pretty picky here. Maybe it's because he's not a morning person, as he says many times. He's very grumpy, but, you know, you know, someone made you, you know, eggs for breakfast. You know, you should appreciate that. And just, I'd be happy. I'd eat it. You know, same thing. But I don't know. Some people just don't like their morning routine just ruined, which it's understandable. Yeah, and I think that's the main theme in this first couple episodes. Frazier's still getting adjusted to living with, obviously, his dad plus Daphne now, right? So, I mean, it's, it's an adjustment for anyone, but you can just kind of tell he's a very picky guy. Like, he's not, he's not a go-with-the-flow kind of dude. Yeah, so. like, I, mean, I would be, like, you know, it would take me time to adjust too. And like, you know, I would probably feel like somewhat annoyed, you know, having to adjust to two new people in my house. But 
I wouldn't be annoyed over like detailed things like as in like what am I eating in my newspaper. I'd just be annoyed like, damn, there's two people in my house. What I gotta deal with? Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, after the lecture, oh my, Martin says, get used to it. You know, we get the great line from Daphne when Fraser's robe slips. Uh, seems like there's six more weeks of winter i see so and it's just funny because like this is probably your like second day on the job and she's already dropping these kind of lines so it kind of shows you the level of respect maybe not level of respect but kind of like i feel like she thinks she can- she knows i feel like she thinks that martin is a true boss of this house at least in the beginning um and i think she respects and likes him from what I'm yeah saying. yeah um and then we get so to end off the scene is like I think probably the funniest part of it was the whole thing with Eddie and Frazier. So we know in the first season, the not first season, first episode, the way we were introduced to Eddie is, you know, cut to Frazier and Martin watching TV and Eddie just staring at Frazier. And then in the second episode as well, it's the same thing. Frazier's trying to read his newspaper. Eddie starts staring at him. He's like, get down, get down. I'm like, bro, you just got to relax. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal that, a dog staring at you like they're just dogs they're just yeah like, probably a new person that he's interacting with and he's just getting used to, the dog is getting used to living with Fraser too um it's hilarious and then you know we get the great line uh so Fraser tell, calls over martin he's like uh dad eddie's staring at me and then martin's like well you do make quite a picture in the morning yeah he does this dude is not looking great in the morning and then martin says just ignore him and Fraser's like i'm trying to he's like i'm talking to the dog i, I mean <laughs> I actually laughed at that line for like like good five seconds. I really liked that like conversation right there. It was actually funny because I just didn't. I like I I literally thought like to ignore him was to Frazier, not to the dog. Yeah. Like I was so confused when I heard. It. I was like, oh shit. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just another instance of Martin kind of taking Eddie's side in a way. But I think Fraser's acting ridiculous again. Probably do. Yeah. Yeah, Martin definitely will take Eddie's side. But it's in this case, it's Fraser who's like just completely out of his mind at this point. He's like, you know, all the stuff, all the things that are happening, he's like pissed off and he can't like take it anymore. And he just like freaks out a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of this scene. Um, and we kind of get an insight into Fraser's morning routine and kind of, you know, the back and forth between him and Martin and Daphne. So we cut to Fraser back at KACL. Um, obviously, still reeling from the morning incident. Frazier's topic of the day to his callers is intrusion, right? <laughs> and he emphasizes this, I think, three times in the beginning of the scene. Obviously, he really goes, still he bothered goes, Again, the topic is intrusion. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally. So, I mean, I thought that, I thought that was funny because he's kind of bringing his home life into the work, which, I don't know. It, 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 it's interesting to have a theme for your show, but to subject your callers to it on like I'm presuming his probably first week of work is a little it's it's a little debatable but um then we get Leonard ooh Leonard what a brilliant caller so he calls and um he says that he's afraid of open spaces and Fraser obviously is still pissed that you know his callers aren't getting the idea yes Leonard in your top in your comments on intrusion i mean this is too good so it already starts and uh so I'll ask you this after, but so he says he hasn't seen anyone in eight months. What did you think this reminded me of? COVID. Yes, <laughs> exactly. This literally reminded me of, of the uh, the lockdown. I mean, you know, I don't know where the listeners are from, but obviously California had some of the strictest lockdown um, regulations and rules. I didn't see these dudes for about two and a half months, right? I'd say March to like May. 
for yeah. for a while. I think longer than two and a half months. To be honest, it's not, it felt like more like four months, like low key. I feel like it was close to that, but we did hung we did hang out in summer, right? So it started in true, March. True, true. I'd say like June or by June or July, we probably saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's what it reminded me. Um, and then so I mean, what what are you guys' like opinions on Leonard? Before we get into the rest of the scene. Is this something uh, you think you should be concerned about? Or, I mean, I think that's def- def- definitely concerned. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely, definitely concerned. I don't know, like, how can you have a fear of, like, entering open or, okay, open places? I don't get that. Crowded places? Like, I can see some people, like, not liking crowded places. But, like, some <laughs> that's just open? Like, bro, like. <laughs> I think what he meant was, like, places where there's a lot of people. Like, okay. Like, malls. Um, right. Or, like, you know, restaurants. Well, from what I understand, agoraphobia is. It's not just crowded spaces. It's like legitimately just being outside. Yeah, I think so as well. Right. Okay. Like that's is like a real condition that like I guess not many people have, but it does exist. And it seems you know they have to like, they can't go outside to get like food or groceries. They have to have everything delivered, oh, and they don't yeah. really see people. So yeah. here's the thing, right? I feel like it is concerning, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I think there's more people than we realize that are now like this because of COVID. Like they get everything delivered. Like, even though it's been over, what, almost three years now since the pandemic first started and, you know, it, slowly life has gone back to normal, I yeah. still think there are, like, people out there who have serious problems, like, like won't leave their house, have become completely antisocial. Um, I don't know. That's that's my kind of opinion on it because I think there's more people than we think who actually have this problem due to the pandemic. I think that's true. But, like, yeah, but you're right. Like, due to the pandemic, but not to, like, not due to agoraphobia, right? It's yeah, yeah, like their yeah. fear of COVID and everything, which is like I guess like they have similar side effects where you know, like, you know, they don't want to go outside, they gotta get the food yeah, delivered, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. It's not great because like it's kind of inconvenient. Well, yeah, I would say it's inconvenient, right? Because like oh, you, there's a lot of places you can't go to anymore, right? But at the same time, I guess I don't know, maybe they're comfortable being at home. I don't know. And like that's fair, but humans are generally social creatures. Like you need at least yeah. some kind of social interaction. Um but yeah. Getting back to the scene, so you know, Fraser says you have a serious condition called agoraphobia, but you are not alone. <laughs> but I am alone, Doctor Crane. <laughs> that was, that funny. was that another was so funny. funny ass. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I was like, damn. I mean, like he's right, but damn. Oh, uh, that's funny. And okay, and then <laughs> Fraser says your pro- so your problem's too difficult to deal with the time remaining. Let's, let's, I'll refer you to whoever. Right. This is the start of like my issue with like. How I think Niles is a better psychiatrist than Frazier. And like, we will learn that as the show goes along, in my opinion. This dude, I mean, like, okay, say if you have enough scientific knowledge, he diagnosed the problem, right? But he didn't technically solve anything. Like, he didn't do anything to help him. You're just referring him to someone else. I feel like radio psychiatry, like, you should be able to do, like, have some other solution other than I'll refer you to someone else. I don't know. That's my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, this kind of like it ties into what like Niles talks about, right? With that he's not a real psychiatrist, he's more of like a popular culture figure. Because anytime there's like a problem that is like too serious to be dealt with in like five minutes, he now would just pass it off to somebody else and goes, next caller. And like obviously this dude is wealthy, bro. Like he's getting paid a lot of money by these radio stations. I don't know. I just thought it was a little Yeah. Weird. I think that's a fair concern. Like I when I when that when he said that line too, I also felt a bit iffy, like damn, like you really didn't help this. You, you like barely really helped this dude. You just like passed him on to the next person. But I guess it's because it's mainly because of like the time remaining. It's a radio show. So maybe now, yeah. right. like, you know, you're not a natural. I don't know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, Fraser's a smart guy, but 
there's multiple instances in the show that I can remember where yeah. he's not very helpful. I'm sure Prav can attest to that too. Yeah. Just, you know. Um, but yeah, so that so that's the end of the show, and then we get we're, we're finally introduced to a new character, Bob Bulldog Briscoe, right? And you know, we find out he runs something called the Gonzo Sports Show. Probably just says he never misses it. Obviously, does not a not a big sports guy. Um, <laughs> and then we're we're introduced to Bulldog here. I think he's played by Dan uh, Ebitard. Is that his name? Probably. Do you do you remember his name? Play who guy who plays Bulldog? Dan yes. Butler. Dan Butler. Yeah. Dan Butler. Sorry, not Levitt. Um, yeah, Dan Butler. Uh, what, what are you guys' first impressions of Bulldog? Obviously, very like, uh, what's the word? Perky guy. Very like uh, talkative. That's the first thing I realized. Um. Obviously, it has great comedic relief. Always turns everything into a joke. And then, you know, we get a couple of his classic lines, like the total BS, which we will get accustomed to as the show goes along. But what were you guys' first impressions of seeing Bulldog? Yeah, I think it's like an over-the-top character, but it's the guy, uh, Dan Butler. He does it well. The 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 total BS line is funny every time. It's Right. <laughs> they do it twice in this one episode, and it, it's still funny. But I think, yeah, overall, you know, we, we don't really see his uh, relationship with Roz yet, but that'll come with, in a couple episodes, probably. And I think this overall Bulldog is a, is a great character, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, the, cool. only, the, the only thing I noticed was that, you know, he's just loud and obnoxious, but kind of kind of fits in with, like, the the sports, <laughs> sports people, you know? They like to be loud and everything, you know? I got to cheer him on, but, yeah, don't really know what yeah, much else about him, but, you know, seems like a funny dude, so I like him so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get we get the, we get the you know the blowing of the whistle and hitting the gong, which is signature in his show. Um, I think one line I just want to kind of key in on is like this whole he was listening to Fraser's show. And apparently, there was a, on the show there's a kid who wants fantasize about killing his parents. And Bulldog's solution to this is sports, right? Um, and honestly, I thought about it. It's not a terrible solution, right? Like say say you have a lot of built up violence and anger like inside of you, playing like something like football. Right is something a way to like relieve it. I don't. I think definitely should still go to a psychiatrist because that is not a, something normal. But, um, you know, I thought it wasn't a bad solution. And then we get Fraser's line: "If only Jeffrey Dahmer had picked up a squash racket," which I thought was pretty relevant because I think it was a uh, last you know six months ago, like earlier in 2022, right after summer, you know, Netflix released the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. Documentary. Yeah. Series. Did you guys watch it? I didn't watch it, but I did not. I, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> But... Okay, I mean, we, I mean, we all, we all know he's just like a serial killer and like the whole backstory. But I thought, I thought it was funny because it was he's a serial killer and the first sport Frazier's thought of was squash, which obviously like <laughs> we kind of yeah. get it. We we find out that he plays squash or he played it in college too. So yeah, but it's also it's... not really what Bulldog meant, right? When Bulldog right. said sports, I really don't think he meant squash. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And the, the the thing I took away from this is like it kind of gave insight into both Bulldog's character and Frazier's. Uh, you know how their their minds work in different ways, but they both are trying to figure out the same solution. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, okay, and then and then um, you know Fraser moves into the other side of the booth, and we hear Roz on the phone, right? So Roz is talking to someone about her sex life with Gary, some dude named Gary she's been hooking up with. Um, yeah, gets some great lines. Gary knew where all, where all the parts were. Unfortunately, most of them were hidden. I thought that was I thought that was that was a great line too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, I think she mentioned that it, it felt like he was thinking of someone else. I knew I was. Like, uh, Roz is a little bit of a thought. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then, and, yeah. 
definitely a bit too open if i'll say that a bit transparent but it's good i and, guess being honest yeah and you'll learn that like as the more you watch the show like Roz, that's her very i I said this in the first uh episode we did too like she just has a very flirty personality and is very open um and then obviously the killer line here is the bye mom at the end of the thing <laughs> yeah, so yeah, obviously so she's shocking. very very open with her mom yeah, it's definitely an interesting parent-daughter uh, relationship. I feel like most, I mean, I don't know about most, but I feel like most, like, you know, you don't really have that kind of relationship with your parents, generally speaking. But I know there are I people will, out there who do have that kind of relationship with them. I will say this. I feel like generally in, like, Asian culture, like, you know, we're me and Prabhupada Indian here, fucking Chinese. I think generally in Asian culture, it's not this common to do this. Yeah. But I'll be honest. I no. know I have a couple, I have a couple white friends um, from here and back to Arizona who I know, like, openly talk about it with at least one of their parents. So yeah. it's more yeah. common even than you think. So Okay, yeah. Okay, it's probably pretty common, but just not in Asian culture. So we'll say that. Right, right. It's just enough. personally to me is I just cannot. Would you Would you do it with that. your... The question is, no. would you do it with your kids? If you oh, were with my kids? Honestly, I, Why, I'm sure. I don't want to know. Honestly, I probably would because, yeah. like, I feel like that's kind of relationship. Like, I want to have, like, an open relationship with my kid. But, like... Yeah. I definitely couldn't talk about this stuff with my parents. No. Yeah, same here. Like, I think the open hopefully, one is good. Hopefully they're not listening. But... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> real, real um, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> real quick. But, yeah, so... And then Fraser, you know, gets the line up. That's very... Obviously, says it's healthy, sarcastically. But then it kind of transitions into... Hit back to his relationship with Martin, right? And Ross says that, uh, you know, you guys should have a better relationship. And he explains they hardly speak at all. And he says that him and Niles are both similar to his mother. And then we get the great line, if it wasn't biologically impossible, I swear dad was dropping a basket on our doorstep. I thought that I thought that was a pretty good line, too. It was um, a good line. And, like, I think it's true. Like, even through, like, one and a half episodes, we can tell that Martin is very different than both his sons, Frazier and Niles, right? So what did you guys, what did you guys think about this overall, this kind of interaction? Yeah, I think... Even though Fraser he wants like a closer relationship with Martin and stuff, I think the relationship that Roz and her mom have that's not attainable for him. It just it will never happen. I don't think he can like aspire to that. But she is right. I think that, he, he you know? does as the show. I mean, he does as the show goes along. To be honest, right? to an extent. I mean, it's not Roz it's not and a... her mom are very you know, different. Yeah. different. But <laughs> it's not a spoiler though. But. There have been instances where I remember Fraser and Mark talking about their sex lives. So, yeah. Oh, I mean that's an improvement that's from from where we are in the second episode. That's for sure. Yeah, it is, but it shows you know the big gap that they have to go compared to like you know a, a child parent relationship where they are open. You can see how different Fraser and Martin are compared to that. Definitely. definitely. Um, and then we get a little bit more more insight into Bulldog's character. You know, we get the "Hey, sweet cakes" line. Which, um, you know, anyone who watches the show obviously knows Bulldog has these kind of one-liners, obnoxious. Ross says, Fraser, I think someone's talking to you, obviously. <laughs> um, but that is pretty funny. That was a pretty funny line. Just ignored him. Um, and then this this kind of end to the scene was uh, a little interesting to me. Where Fraser's, where Ross asked Fraser, want to go across the street and have the expensive coffee drinks? So I think this is the first time we kind of understand the spatial relationship between the radio show uh, or the radio station and caffeine nervous clearly pretty close and is a reason why Frazier goes there basically every episode right i'm assuming like we find out later in the show he spends like 
thousands of dollars at Nervosa. So yeah, this is the start of like when I first realized, like watching this again, how close it is and how convenient it would be for him to go and you know just get a coffee every morning. Clearly, he loves his coffee, right? So and he's picky about it. So yeah, yeah. yep. Clearly, but, he's rich too. Yeah, um, <laughs> like like yeah, and he's living in a great building. He works for three hours and gets paid a boatload of money. He's a celebrity. Buys his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, buying coffee different, right? I mean, like, I'll people, buy a coffee. People complain about it all the time. You know, like, everyone always says, like, you, like, don't buy your coffee. Just make it at home. But who knows? No, that that is true, right? That's 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 definitely true. And I think that part of it um, is because he's rich. But I'm just going to look up one, sorry, one thing about this. I wanted to see what the average price of coffee is, like, 1993. Let's see if anything. Oh, interesting. Here. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a surprise. Cheap, right? Like, like a dollar or something? Stuff, stuff is cheap in the 1990s. Like a dollar. He goes to like an expensive coffee shop. Oh, oh God. Oh, it looks okay. like 1933. Sorry. <laughs> it's about to be one cent. <laughs> okay. He said he said just under $3 a cup. So, I mean, oh. inflation has brought it up. Um, yeah. But I I'd say you can still get a black coffee for like three bucks, right? You can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't drink. Plain At like a coffee. gas station, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like thinking like Starbucks or like you know Pete's Coffee or something. I'm sure it's more expensive. Yeah, but yeah, you, we 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 get a little insight in that. So, but Fraser says he's gonna go in the park and read. The next scene it cuts to um, Fraser's back at his apartment. Seems like it's raining. We hear the thunder um, and the rain sounds. Fraser finds himself alone in the apartment, and um, you know I think he's obviously delighted because he starts <laughs> singing a song. I uh, don't really know what yeah, song. Very about. dumb song. Does it I, say in, does it say in the script what song this is? Uh, I think it's like a wine reference or something. I don't actually understand the song, but I think it's supposed to be a re- reference like wine tasting or something. Okay, I just saw it. So it says uh, on KCL, which is so anyone doesn't know, it's a site with all the transcripts from Frasier. It says he arranges his book on the couch and pours himself a drink whilst humming the or a door song, song from Carmen. Carmen. Okay, so I think Car- Carmen is like, isn't that a famous opera? I've heard uh, of that. I, look it up. I don't. I don't know anything about opera, and I think Carmen is a pretty famous. Yeah, opera. I, oh, Carmen is. is an opera. I know yeah. that. So it must be very famous because I know it, and I don't know anything about opera. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty interesting song. Clearly in a good mood, though. Probably this is probably the best. Yeah. Movie I've seen in all episode. <laughs> I mean, right? I can kind of relate to it. You know, you, you like you get home and you expect people there when no one's there you got like you, you know you get the privacy you get the comfortability you know you're like yeah this feels nice yeah yeah that's true. A good good ass mood <laughs> uh, that's funny but uh yeah so we we get that and then he pours himself um a wine a glass of wine i mean what are you guys thoughts on this what time do we think it is like maybe five four yeah. five o'clock i mean yeah, it's you know, like the, afternoon i would say yeah maybe afternoon. early evening close the evening yeah I mean, you guys know the line, like, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, you know, right? So yeah, people, people are trying to get a drink. But I thought this is kind of like the start of, I don't know, was, was did we get any insight into, like, him loving wine last episode? I don't fully remember. Uh, uh, I think maybe he, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't remember anything about wine from the first episode. I mean, we know he loves sherry, which is, you know, wine. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I just think it's funny, like, the first thing he does when he comes, I'm not judging, but eh, I'm a little bit. Oh, well, I mean, I like it. You know, he's in a good mood. Have a glass oh, of is, wine. I'm down no, for it. No judgment. I mean, I personally would have done a beer. I'm more of a Martin type of guy, but <laughs> he eats his own. Um, so yeah. he immediately sits down and he's starting to read his book. And like, in, like he doesn't even turn a page. And Daphne and Martin are back. <laughs> um, and just, you know, we, we get the we look of frustration. 
the oh glory be oh happy day you know just he's, he's clearly not very happy that these guys are back um and then daphne you know she's she's very kind she's like you know working for her boss trying to help him out asks why don't i go into the kitchen and brew up a cup of tea and then fraser said no i'm fine i have my glass of wine and then daphne great physical comedy here from uh jane leaves looks at her watch and says oh i see and, you know, clear, clearly judging him it's a, clearly it's clearly it's a little too early to be having a drink clearly. yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah what would you guys what would you guys do like in this situation it's your first couple days living with the new people you have you can't get one second of privacy would you just go in your room here because i thought it was kind of weird he didn't just go in his room um and stayed in the living room to read his book yeah, I, mean, I think this me. is more of his like pickiness. He just likes to be in the living room. Like, oh. I don't want to be here. True. And you can kind of understand his frustration like a little bit, you know, when you think you're going to do something by yourself for like, you know, a day, and then immediately three people walk in. You're like, oh, I guess you're here now. Yeah. And also, like, it's not like it depends. Also, there's a big difference on whether he likes like them or not, you know, like in at the moment, like he's annoyed by their like presence, even like in the morning. And, you know, now in the afternoon, they're here again. So he's like, yeah, don't want to be here. But you right. know, I would have I would have went in my room. So I don't know why he just left, which is weird. But I, feel like, I think the whole like premise of the episode is that when he's in his house, he doesn't feel comfortable and he doesn't feel like even if he's in his room, I feel yeah. like. He can always he hear them in the there, background. There and he wants to not be there. Yeah, yeah, so this... true. You can't be completely comfortable with people. Yeah, yeah. and we, you know, obviously the the episode is named Space Quest. So this this is just he goes. That's that's something I'm just realizing now. He goes into like basically four <laughs> different locations to yeah. get his space. Right, he goes to the radio station, tries to read his book there. We don't see him going to the park, but we can tell that he tried going and it was raining. Back at his house, and then he goes to Nervosa. Um, you know, after this scene. So four different spots he tried to go to get his own space, which is, I would be frustrated too if like I went four <laughs> different places and I couldn't get any space. Um, and then, you know, Martin comes and sits on his chair, starts asking Fraser what he's reading. <laughs> uh, is it any good? Fraser's like, you know, I'm having a little trouble getting into it, oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just, I love the delivery of the lines here. It's too funny. Oh yeah, no, what feels go ahead. I mean, like, like his dad's just being nice, you know. What I mean, like he's asking, you know, he's being interested, right? It's like a good thing to be. But like some, but like Frazier's in like the mood where like you know I don't want to be talked to right now. So like even if you're being nice to him, like he doesn't want to talk to you right now, which is like that's why he's like grumpy over it as well. Which I kind of get it, but you know when someone's being you know nice to you, you should just you know try not to be too annoyed. But I get it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kinda... I mean Martin, you know he he. He's just, he knows about Fraser's like issues in the morning. He's just like trying to get into a conversation with him. I love how he looks at the book and just goes, thick, huh? That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's trying. <laughs> and, but Fraser, I mean, he's, he's not like, into it at all. He's just like, he just wants him to shut up. And yeah. Um, and Fraser's like, you know, can you just leave me alone? Let me read my book. And then Martin just sits there, right? For I'd say maybe not even 10 seconds, seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and Fraser turns back around slowly, what are you doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, it's very annoying. I mean, that like, was it, funny. I mean, if I'm Martin here, I can't win. I, I I'm, 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 a, I live in this house too. I'm a resident of this house. I can sit in the chair. Like, he's not doing anything wrong technically. I mean, it, it, was, it was, it was, funny to see though. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it is a little bit awkward though, right? When like someone is just sitting there, even though they're not like actively looking at you. You that's kind of just feel like 
Yeah, yeah. it's it just depends on how much how comfortable you are with just their presence. Presence, right? Like, I mean, he asked them to leave him alone, and like he literally just stopped talking to him. Like, that's the best he can do. So it's really not Martin's fault. He can't really do anything there. And I think that that kind of gives a little bit more uh, insight into their level of comfortability with each other after living for I'd say less than a week now, right? Maybe a couple yeah. of days. Not comfortable. At uh, they're all, still apparently. they're still not very comfortable. Like even if when he's doing nothing. <laughs> that's so a problem, sad, bro. can't even do nothing in the house bro. you know oh and then martin's like what's what's up with you this week you've been sucking a lemon all week right and he's like i can't oh. get a moment Fraser's like i can't get a moment of peace in my own house um and then martin has that great line you know i didn't when you asked me to move in here i didn't know i had to be chained to the radiator <laughs> in my room and Fraser's like perhaps only the evening i mean <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it perhaps only evening or perhaps only in the day? I, I don't, it's, I don't perhaps, it's perhaps only evenings. Perhaps only. Uh, evening. okay. yeah, I think yeah, that makes sense because when he comes back from work, he wants to be alone. Yeah. Uh, some yeah, some great writing here. I think the lines are great, and then we get the "Aren't you a little hothouse orchid?" I mean, I had never heard this like insult. I guess quote unquote, but I don't know. Did you guys? What when I first? I think a hothouse is like a greenhouse, which is I guess no, no, it, I get what it is, but like, what is a hothouse orchid combined? I think I it's supposed it. to, it's like a flower that requires like super specific conditions or something. Oh, I've never oh, heard okay. it said before, Wait, but I think that's it what it's like supposed to mean. No, you're right. So I just like maybe an orchid is like notoriously hard to grow or something. So it says a person who is very fragile and 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 vulnerable as a result of having been sheltered. So that's okay. That ah. makes a lot more sense. And you're also yeah. right. It's a flower that isn't. Like, I think an orchid, you can't grow under normal conditions because it has to be in a mm. hothouse, right? That yeah. makes sense. So Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that, like, he kind of, Martin even alludes to that a little bit. He's like, you've always been like this ever since you were a kid and it's gotten worse. So that line makes a lot more sense there, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what do, you, what do you, you think this is, like, out of line for Martin to say this? Like, in the, I mean, people say dumb, not dumb stuff, but, like, heated stuff in, like, an argument. But was this kind of, like, more of a shot than we think to Frazier. I don't know. I think Frazier knows that he's self-aware that he's a little bit of like, you know, someone who has like, you know, expensive tastes and needs things in a very specific way. Like he talks about his morning routine. He knows that it's like a long thing. So I don't think he's, you know, this is like a surprising thing for him to hear. And the way he's been acting, I would say he kind of deserves it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it was out of pocket. I think it was kind of deserved, to be honest. Like it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, like that bad like it was you know he kind of deserved it not that bad but when he was like you've always been like this since you were a kid i don't know i mean yeah he was like 41 like i feel like this is something he should (laughs) have okay i mean yeah it is like very annoying when like parents like talk about your past like bro that's not well well actually well i was gonna say that's not me anymore but i don't know in this case i guess it still might might be him here's the thing though right we're like 22 like we're still like i'd say we're not fully adults yet frazier is like He's, he's, he's like damn near a senior, not a senior citizen, but like this man's like pushing 50. <laughs> right? like, he's, 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 40, he's 41. Like he's definitely, he's, he's solidly middle. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say he's young. I wouldn't say he's old, but he's, he's not like a kid. Like I, yeah. like I don't really yeah. understand bringing it up. Like ever since you were a kid, like it sounds like if you heard that phrase, I would be like, oh, that's gotta be like five to 10 years ago. But like Martin's acting like it's still a pretty big problem and he's like 40. I feel like you should have figured this out. If anything, say if he was like this since he's a kid, it sounds like Martin as like the parent has like some responsibility in it, but you know. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, that's that's true. No, it's that's fair. true. Like parenting is a how you are raised 
is a big indication of how you grow up to be, right? That's like true. habits, mannerisms, like your thoughts, opinions, like a lot of it is shaped around your childhood. So Brown makes a good point there. I didn't even think of that. I mean, yeah, but like, you know, if you're 40 and you still have a problem with that, you know, your parents, you know, they're not going to help you with anything like that you know, once you're 20. No, so but I think the yeah, point 20, is like, you had 20 years to fix it yourself. And obviously you didn't think it was worth fixing or you couldn't. I don't know. I'd say the point is it's just like deep rooted in like some childhood issues, which obviously yeah. hasn't gotten over. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then, you know, Fraser storms off and then we get a great one last line from Niles. I'm not Niles. Martin from the scene. Finally, a little thing to be quiet I, I, I like that one. I, I like that one a lot. <laughs> After a whole argument, like screaming hey. at each other. They're both chasing the same thing. Peace and quiet. Yeah, both of them. It's funny. It's a funny line. You know, we cut to Fraser at uh, Cafe, back at Cafe Nervosa. Oh, well, I guess not back there. He didn't go. But um, he's reading his book. Niles arrives. Hello there, Fraser. Oh, what fresh hell is this? I thought that was like a great line from Fraser. Like, <laughs> this man, like, can't seem to get away from anyone he knows, like, in four different places. So, And then, like, I don't know if you guys, like, kind of were caught off guard by this. Niles starts ordering the coffee in, like, Italian, in Spanish, yeah, in Italian, it, yeah, in Italian. Spanish or Spanish? No, it's Italian. What? It's Italian. It's Italian. No, it's Italian. I'm actually not sure. Is it? Uh, it is. It is Italian. He says "Mila Grazie" at the end. It is Italian. Okay. So I mean, this like when I first watched this, I was like, okay, so this is just another like instance of like Niles being super like uppity and snobbish. What did you, were you guys like kind of caught off by guard by this, or you were just like? It's just I thought it was weird, but, you know, it's weird in, like, a very Niles way. It seems like the sort of thing that, you know, he would go to a coffee place and just order an Italian because he thinks coffee is Italian or whatever, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe coffee in, in Italy is related, but I don't know. I thought it was, like, maybe just because, like, you know, it was an expensive place, you know? Like, Italy's kind of, like, related to, like, I don't know, expensive. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know if it's, like, an expensive place. Like, this is a place they go to every day. Like, granted, they're well, Ross but like, calls it Ross calls it expensive coffee yeah. earlier. So that's I think they just like. go there because they're rich. That's true, but like, I mean, I guess this is from like knowing the show. Like, it doesn't seem like it's only rich people in there. Right? No, it does not. But so, I mean, a lot of other people go in there. Yeah, and also like, I mean, I've heard coffee in Italy is like really good. So I don't know. This is just a weird thing with with Niles, which I thought was kind of funny. Like he does. He delivers a line well. Fraser Rose. It does make sense. A lot of coffee has like Italian names, right? Like cappuccino and latte right. and espresso. Ah, okay. So that's true. That's true. Um, yes. And then uh, you know, so he orders the coffee, thanks the waiter, whatever. And then he says, "Oh, what are you reading? The whatever holotropic mind of God, what is it called? Holotropic mind by yeah, the holotropic mind. Rolf. I love his conclusion that a change in breathing patterns can induce alternate states of consciousness. And then Fraser's like. You're great. Now you've ruined the ending. I mean, this isn't like a storybook. This sounds more like a textbook, right? Am I <laughs> tripping here? I mean, it's, it's, not, not, a it's not a textbook, but it is like not a, a textbook, scientific but it, book. Yeah, it's okay. like a... the ending doesn't matter. It's not. It's not a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not a story. I don't know what kind. It's probably like a science scientific book ish. Okay, well, yeah, it's I like think... you know, some guy did some research and he wrote a book about it. It seems pretty interesting, this... to be honest. I kind of want to read it. It's a we real can, book. We can like assume that this isn't like a fiction book. Right, it's definitely yeah. not. It is not. Yeah, it is not a fiction. So, like the whole like that line makes it even funnier. Like, great, now you've ruined the ending. Like, bro, there <laughs> is no ending. Like, it's just it's just research. I don't know what else to tell you. But, like, I mean, I um, guess you ruined the conclusion. But like, sure, there's a lot. Sure. There's, there's like a lot. Of, like everything like that comes up to the conclusion is important to know, right? So sure, 
that's that's i think i think it's supposed to be like you know how we read like fiction books or like uh watch tv shows and don't want the ending spoiled yeah. instead of that fraser just reads scientific journals and he doesn't cool. want his ending to be spoiled <laughs> i mean uh, uh how are you guys i mean I, I feel like i know you guys pretty well like we're not really big book guys but is this no some kind of book that you would read no okay well look the person you already asked that question wrong is this the kind of book we no because we don't read any books that's number one <laughs> but two no two, but if like, you were to read it if i were okay if i like if i like looking at this like i just google this book like i'm looking at it and i'm reading the, like the the um the title you know the three levels of human consciousness and how they shape our lives it kind of sounds interesting i don't know like i think it sounds interesting yeah i don't, I don't it sounds interesting but i don't know if i'd like be it looks like a like martin said thick it is a very thick yeah, book i don't yeah. know if i'd like get through it pretty fast true i, I could I'd, not I'd, I'd give it a shot and see if it's interesting i don't know i think the idea whatever seems interesting i absolutely could not sit through this there's no true. chance that's <laughs> fair it's fair um and then we know we, we dive back obviously to the main point of this episode which is Fraser's relationship with martin and then so now i was asked how his father did you guys were you guys struck again kind of weird by this like i thought it was kind of formal like who calls their dad father and like knowing yeah. what i know about the rest of the show they always call him dad so i thought this line was kind of like out of nowhere i don't know what do you guys think wait it so is. He... they always call him dad it's just weird this one time he just says i think it, it, yeah. he was in like his whole uh fancy italian thing and he just oh, said it right. i don't know good point good point okay so like he usually he usually says dad instead of father yeah they I mean, always say dad i guess i guess um i mean they had the interaction in the first episode right when he moves in right when yeah he, when he drives over that. martin i feel like he's uh i don't know i this is just something it just sounded a little off to me. yeah definitely so, a little yeah. more like a formal term so yeah yeah and weird. i think pranav made a good point like the whole like italian like the whole scene is kind of very like snobbish i think a little bit more than usual and i think this is something like i said in the first episode the directors and the writers are still playing around with the character of now trying to see like what kind of yeah snob, like he's gonna be a snob throughout the uh, show but i think it dies down for sure um yeah yeah how, uh, how yeah probably you want to say something i do think that in the early episodes all a lot of the like the more negative character traits are like a little bit stronger before the writers like you know kind of figured out how much they wanted everything to be and niles in like first couple of episodes is like extremely snobbish to the point where you know, he's speaking italian in the coffee shop and stuff so the house father it kind of fits in that fair that's fair yeah yeah, so how is father? And Fraser's like, father, you mean the man who drove me out of my own home? And, wait, what? There's another monologue here. Let me just pull it up so I can like get it right. Father, you mean the man who drives me crazy? The man who makes me dread the sight of my door, very doorstep. The man who just drove me out of my own home. Niles, and how's work? I mean, like, just literally, completely like... ignored him, bro. Like, I don't care what you just said, bro. What's next? <laughs> uh, you know, and then like we kind of we we just get to the part where. He's like, he's he's talking about his problem with Niles. He's like, I don't know what to do. This is just making it worse. Um, and like, he feels like if he wasn't feeling so guilty, he, he would just move them out into their own apartment. But then Niles reminds him, like, you have to remember the reason why you wanted him to come um, move in with you. It's because you wanted him to be closer. I mean, like, do you guys think, um, like, I obviously, we, we found out later in the episode, like, obviously Martin's not going to be moving out. But is this him just venting, or is do you guys think he's like actually serious at this point? Watching the episode, I think he is serious because he he brings it up to Martin later. He is like at his breaking point because of the coffee thing and the reading thing. 
And right. I guess, you know, some other off-screen stuff that we don't see. But overall, I, he, I think he is serious that, I mean, he is serious about wanting to be closer to Martin, but he's also like at the end of his rope with him like being there, I think. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I think he was serious as, as well. And like, but then like, you know, he like, he like, he was so like annoyed, you know, and, you know, like pronounced it at his breaking point that like, you know, he didn't realize why, like, you know, he wanted to do this. It's just he wanted to get closer to, you know, his dad. So like Niles kind of helped him like realize that, you know, like this is what you wanted and like basically let him know that like, you know, no one said it was going to be easy, right? Like it takes time. Right. right? So right. I guess he tried to, he, he thought about it twice and he's like, you know what, I, sh I should keep trying. So. And then we kind of get the contradictory thoughts from Pedro. You know, he's like, I still like, he's like, Niles like, you want to get closer to dad? I still do. There isn't anything I like more, but he makes it impossible. I can't read my book. I can't have my coffee. I can't have any piece of my own home. And then another great Niles one-liner. What you're saying is you want to be closer to dad, but you don't actually want him around. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that, that was, was so funny. funny. I mean, oh like, my God. He, he's got a point. Like, yeah. you want to be closer, but the only way you can is by spending time with him. Yeah. Right? So Yeah. Frazier, um, he and, wants, like, the connection without spending any time. Without what he still wants his own, like, you know, his life alone with all his, like, you know, different yeah, needs. But he still wants, like, the emotional connection with the dad. And, you know, without changing one, it's impossible to get the other. It's not feasible. So, yeah. You need, but, to, yeah. you need to sacrifice something. Yeah. But at the end of it, Fraser agrees with Niles. He's like, thanks, Niles. You know, you're a good brother and a credit to the psychiatric profession. Niles, <laughs> you're a good brother, too. Clearly, clearly still <laughs> taking shots with his dude. I mean, Niles being the younger brother does have like a lot of sass towards his older brother who probably like helped him with a lot of his med school and like where to do his practice like it like yeah learning about psychiatry so i just think that dynamic is pretty funny because he's the younger brother and he's like taking clear shots at frazier's career that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a great line though it's a great line um it's and then, you know the final scene you know we cut back to the apartment we see daphne moving stuff you know um, some stuff into the storage room to make space for her stuff into Fraser's study. So we kind of get a little bit more insight about the what's the layout of the apartment because we had never obviously we haven't seen her room, but it's clear that Fraser had a study. So just to be clear, before Fraser mo moved in, um sorry, not moved in. Before Martin moved in, Fraser was living in a two bed with an office and I'm assuming two bath three bathrooms or two bed two two bathrooms. Who needs this much space if it was just camp? Like, I mean, I think it's it relates back to like his idea of a luxurious lifestyle, but like I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. Like, you don't need this much space. And he didn't even know Martin was gonna move in with him. So Yeah. yeah. I mean he was yeah. one guy living in a two bed, three bath, a study, like <laughs> 17 other rooms. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like with a, yeah. with a balcony. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no. Listen, I, I I think it's fine. Like he's obviously well off. Like, but I don't know. I just think this is. It seems almost inconvenient, honestly. If I was if I was just one person, I'd want like at least some stuff to be. Cl I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't want to walk like so far just to get like okay. you know, oh, okay. like a muffin or something. <laughs> right. No, okay, okay. I don't agree with that. But I think like the having a extra bedroom and a study is a little over. I mean, like, yeah, like him, he lives alone. He doesn't need it, but like he can afford it. It's luxurious. Like, why not? And like, the thing is, like, I don't think it's like that extreme. Like, obviously he doesn't need it. But like, I've heard of people like who live in a mansion. That's like, you know, like, like I don't know, a thousand 
I don't know, meters long. Like that's when that's when like pronounced like walking thing is like legitimately like true. Like I would not want to walk around, walk down like 10 rooms to go to like bathrooms. Okay. Yeah. I, I just... Obviously Fraser's apartment isn't that big, but yeah. for one person, it just is, it, it, you don't need that. I think. I just think it's a little like too convenient that he has like two extra rooms the moment like Martin. And, I mean, obviously it's like a show. Okay, so, true. It is convenient. But yeah, you're right. It is very like matter of fact, like that. I don't know. I guess it just makes the story easier. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so you know, Daphne leaves, and then Fraser kind of tries. He's you can tell in the beginning he's trying with Martin. He's like, "I'm sorry for the blow up earlier. Let's let's have a conversation." Martin obviously not as excited, not as willing. He's like, "Right now," and he's like, "Fraser, yeah, now would be a good time." He's like, "Later would be better." I mean, like Martin clearly does not want to have this conversation. I mean, oh. like, you kind of just caught him out of nowhere. You know, like, you just walked in, you're like, bro, let's have a conversation. Like, I would be kind of, like, iffy about it, you know? I mean, it's not like a, like Fraser says in the show, it's not, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. Three minutes, actually. True, like, and he's like, like <laughs> it's a serious yeah. slash awkward transition. It's not something I want to have, like, you know, when I'm not prepared for it. But that's just me, specifically. But you don't, don't know, know what you're preparing for. True, you don't, but, like... <laughs> You just like you know it's gonna you know, like you kind of know it's gonna be something was, like was it when someone says the sentence we need to have a conversation yeah, that's not a good one a sentence okay that yeah that's like a positive it's not a positive one so I, then yeah you're like you need to be prepared like not specifically but you need to prepare like oh dude like what like negative shit is coming out you know I 100 percent agree that that phrase obviously all all like, almost always means a bad thing but I think the way it's worded does it sounds more casual right is that just me really? kind of more casual. Yeah. Frazier doesn't really say we need to have, and he just says, no, okay. you want to sit down and like talk, right? True. And yeah. Martin's like, you know, he's like, oh, my show's on and this and that. And yeah, he's like, he's like, I hope it really is only three minutes because my <laughs> show's coming back. <laughs> I mean, clearly this dude, like, like he, he's obviously retired, like doesn't do anything all day. Like you, you, you couldn't record it. Well, I guess you know, here's another thing. Did they have DVR back then? And I don't think so. If I had to guess. Ah. Yeah, they were, they record yeah. I bet. I bet. What do you, when is this? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety three. I bet they could record it. I bet they could. Yeah, they probably I just like they should. But like, clearly, Martin doesn't want to have it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, he's like, "All right, uh, he could the, not." The first working DVR prototype was invented in nineteen ninety eight. So, oh, okay. most likely so could just, not have DVR'd it. I mean, maybe there's like another way to record it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but um, yeah. So Fraser's like, "Okay, so satisfy you." I'm gonna go get the egg timer and we'll set it for three minutes. Like just the fact so that this extra. conversation, the, no, let me tell you, the fact that this conversation is starting like this already With is a the bad timer, sign. Yeah, it's a bad. Pretty is a bad sign. If you you can't talk to your dad for three minutes or you can't talk to your son for three minutes, there's serious issues already. Like this is like not a good sign. The already. fact that the timer is required is yeah, not yeah. it's not very well for what's gonna happen. Yeah. So they sit down. So I, I've written in my notes. They have three tries at this conversation, right? They say third time's a charm. I wouldn't say that the third conversation went very well either. But <laughs> so they start. Fraser starts the timer. Martin immediately. I, it's not this even is a stupid. Pause. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, to be honest. One second. That's our personal best. I mean, like, great lines here from both of them. Um, I don't know. What, say this to the guy that happened to you. Not with your dad. Whoever you want. You know, like. What would your reaction be if someone you tried sitting down with someone and immediately said this is stupid? I feel I would be pissed. I wouldn't even want to do it the second. Yeah, one. I wouldn't try the second one. Nope, I'm I'm out. Like, you, this is stupid. All right, fine. Okay, yeah, I can see where you guys are coming from. Like, let's say I, I go to someone, you're like, yo, like, let's have a conversation real quick. 
and like but the thing is like i think he said i think he's mainly saying it's stupid to like like if dude if like i came over and like set an egg timer down for three minutes and the person like aside from me like said it was stupid like i, I would kind of get it like it's kind of stupid but the thing is Frazier in this case is being genuine right if he wasn't being genuine i'd be like all right whatever this is like dumb but he's actually trying like which for the first time this episode he's not being a total asshole to martin to be honest, yeah right i think That's... look i think there's an argument both ways fraser definitely just kind of like sprang this conversation on him because it was something fraser wanted to do and he just wants martin to like play along with him so that's definitely a thing, but Martin is still, you know, he's doing everything he can to like not cooperate. Right, right. So yeah, so one second, personal best. Try it again. Second try. Martin's How about those Seahawks? How about those Seahawks? First of all, we are all from the Bay Area. Fuck the Seahawks. We are big <laughs> 49er fans. Um, Fuck the Seahawks. Yeah. I agree. 49ers did end up just losing yesterday NFC Championship, but we did beat the Seahawks in the uh, wild card. Yeah. So still beat the Seahawks. Anyone from Seattle, I'm sorry, do not like that team at all i've hated them since i was in middle school but anyways besides the point <laughs> um, <laughs> um Frazier says no sports martin says no opposite. all right fair enough clearly these dudes have opposite interests and again this goes back to Frazier, that thing he told roz i would swear if it wasn't biologically impossible that dad was dropped off on the doorstep um yeah clearly these dudes have nothing in common third try all right they say third time is the charm i don't really think this was what Frazier was expecting from this conversation. So Frazier says, all right, let's talk about something vulnerable, right? And that's something you don't know. So he actually tells him a pretty heartfelt story about like six months ago when he and Lilith, obviously, it was, I don't know if you remember, but Lilith is his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were really like arguing, he climbed out on a ledge and almost jumped. And then he thought of Frederick, his son. Um, and Martin I, goes, and you didn't jump. That, huh? that was just that was just <laughs> painful, bro. Like, like the conversation was already so awkward, and then like this man just dismantled her like in one line. Like, good dad. Like that's that's what you got away from the story. That's the takeaway that I didn't jump. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, this is a pretty. It's a pretty. I feel like if I told this to someone and their reaction was that, I'd be. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, opening okay. up. I'm opening up about a potential suicide attempt, right? <laughs> And this is his dad. It's not even just someone random. Yeah. Like uh, it's a little, it's a little insensitive. It's funny, but when you really think of it, it's pretty it insensitive. It's yeah, it's insensitive, but it is funny. It's like it really depends. Like, like it's just like what mindset you're in right now. Like Frazier's in the you know the serious mindset. You know, serious and being vulnerable mindset. Martin's not in that mindset yet. He thinks like you know this is still stupid. He still thinks this is like a joke. He thinks he's gonna take it like as a joke ish. But it was definitely insensitive for him to say that. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So now it's Martin's turn, right? So it starts off like pretty, uh, pretty good. I like he's like two months ago I was in the basement looking at old pictures of your mother and me, and I'm like, all right, this is gonna, this is this is sounds like it's gonna be an emotional story because obviously their mom died. Looking at old pictures, yeah. maybe it's something. It sounds like, like this is like exactly what Fraser wanted. He was gonna get an emotional <laughs> story. <laughs> and then to quote Martin, and all of a sudden something flew up in my eye, and when it was when I was trying to get it out, I realized it could turn my eyelid inside out the way kids do at camp. <laughs> <laughs> Frazier loses it. He's like, "That's it. You call that vulnerable?" Martin's like, "It hurt. It hurt." <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, right? It did. It did hurt. It did hurt. <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> oh man! And then you know, we get the line from Frazier. I'm not that, talking about that kind of pain. Some kind, some sort of painful, gut wrenching experience. <laughs> and Martin's like, Martin. "Other than this one, I mean, clearly this is this isn't going well. I mean, this is ah." I'll agree with Martin. This is a pretty painful experience. We try to have like a three-minute conversation about anything, and like you can't go three minutes without arguing. 
I don't even think yeah. they made it past the halfway mark, to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, but uh, no, this. What do you guys think of this? Like, oh yeah, well, I guess continue with the argument, and then we can talk about it. Like, calls him an egghead, which I thought was pretty funny. You know, big, yeah, big timer guy. Um, <laughs> and then you know, it ends with Martin saying, "You're no day at the beach either. You know what you are." And then the egg timer rings. He's like, "I'll tell you after my show." <laughs> and I thought that was pretty. What you? What was you guys' like biggest takeaway from this like whole argument past Martin's story? I'd say. Um, I guess like, like, like it was like the conversation, like, obviously did not go well, right? I think it was two people who were not on the same wavelength, you know. Frazier wanted to be like, you know, very serious, he wanted a very honest and transparent conversation. Martin was not looking for that, especially, you know, I think like when he sprung, sprung the conversation up on him, like, like just randomly out of nowhere, you know, I think, I think he just wasn't prepared for it. And like, also, like, we know that Martin has like, a tough time talking about like you know serious you know having serious yeah. conversations like especially with his son right we do that from the first episode where you know they had an argument there as well where they had you know it was a little bit emotional and like you know he mentioned that he had a hard time you know talking about that stuff and i think you know same thing happened here he wasn't prepared and he just you know it was tough for him to do it so he just makes jokes instead that's true that's true he definitely is not dealing with his feelings yeah i mean this is the one thing is we kind of know this is who Martin is. And I think to an extent, Frazier is kind of not wrong, but naive for like trying to say we should have a conversation idea again and again, even though we know it's never going to happen. Like it's right, not right. who Martin is. I appreciate but, the effort though, right? It's got to start. Yeah. I think, no, I think, he, I think it's good that he tried. Like, I think you should keep trying, but like, but like maybe like, I don't know, maybe like, just like, maybe like, <laughs> like it sounds weird. But like maybe not like you know just on the spot let's talk transition maybe like oh you yeah know, maybe we should talk about it like tomorrow night or something like like over like a beer I don't know like I don't know but... right I think he could right. just tone it down a little you know not go straight into the gut wrenching life okay. experience of conversation immediately I like that as just well, talk actually. about like smaller stuff and then yeah, yeah. work up to it I can, yeah That's actually fair. I like wait, that actually makes more sense like you just you should like start a little bit lighter. And then once you guys get more comfortable with each other, you can like slowly, slowly go into like yeah. you know, gradually go like you know more deep. I mean, you really got to question Fraser as a psychiatrist here. Like this is like basic <laughs> like human Stuff, like yeah. conversation. Yeah. And, like he completely goes over that. And like that, like I said in, in our last recording, this is the whole irony with the show. Like Fraser is like a psychiatrist, but he can't like deal with his own problems. Like that's like, the funny. Yeah, but <laughs> he's like incapable of solving anything in his own life. Yeah. <laughs> But he's paid to listen to other people and solve other people's problems. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, th- then we get kind of to the serious part of the episode. And he's like, Fraser actually ends up telling Martin, like, he wants him to move out. And then Martin's like, you know what? Like, you know, you want what's best for both of us, which is like, it makes sense. Like, this is the simple solution, right? Just kick him out. Yeah. Not kick him out, but like move him into his own apartment and you'll have your own space and he'll have his own. But Martin's like, except for one thing, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I like I mean, it, bro. I love it. Stubborn man. Yeah, he's he's very stubborn. We know it. And we can clearly see it in this first two episodes. Um, and he makes a good point, you know, like this these kind of things take a couple of years, not a couple of days. Uh and I think, you know, it's 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 a it's a fair point. And I again don't know how Fraser did not didn't Yeah, that, that's what is like, you know, questionable for me. Like this seems like a very like basic human thing that you can't just build like a deep connection in three days. It's not people don't work like that. So for someone that like supposedly spends all this time working, you know, with other people, he seems to like know nothing about human interaction. 
I mean, it sounds like we hate Fraser. I, I obviously, I don't <laughs> as a character, but <laughs> it's just a little mind-boggling. This dude can't come up with this by himself. But uh, yeah, you know, we get the line: a "Couple of years, it'll go by before you know that." know it and then Fraser says either that or it'll seem like an eternity. <laughs> eternity. <laughs> True, he's not wrong. Both are right there. Right. Both but at the right. end of Keep it, going. like they do both smile and they say they'll give it a shot. So we get some like good resolution to this. And like it kind of reminded me of the last episode where you know there was a resolution between the argument between Fraser. Yeah. And yeah. I like I do think it's good that episodes try to end on like a somewhat positive note instead of in like the depths of the argument. I feel like it leaves like a better taste in your mouth at the end. Right. Yeah, like I really liked that. Uh, both the episodes end on a positive note. I personally enjoyed. Well, I was more satisfied satisfied with the resolution in the first episode, but like I like they they had a resolution in the second one as well. It's like yeah. um, like you know, having a beer together, blah blah blah. You know, and I like, honestly like same thing as as from the first episode. I like really respect Martin for like because he's the one who kind of brought up the resolution or like started it. You know, he's like you know he mentioned right. that like you know he knows that he wants a connection, right? He's not dumb. Like he knows. Frazier and him, he wants Frazier wants to make a connection with him, and like, he mentions it. You know, like it's gonna take time, right? Uh, he mentions it, and like he says, he's he's the first person to say, "I'm willing to give it a shot." And like, exactly. I respect yeah. that. Like, that's not that's not easy to say. And honestly, it's not easy to say. And honestly, I I'm not saying it's unrealistic to say. But like, honestly, I I kind of don't expect it in like in like a realistic situation, like to be able to say that on like your first try at a deep conversation. Like, I just don't see it happening. I mean, they but... still are father and son, right? He still cares yeah. But like, I get what you mean. Like, I feel like it would go like ignored for a little bit and like slowly, slowly build up. That's my opinion. But I also think Martin's idea of them just having a beer together is actually a much better idea than Fraser's, you know, yep. deep conversation plan. <laughs> Definitely. Like, this just seems like a more realistic thing you can do with somebody you're trying to connect with, whereas the other one seems like something you do with, you know, like a really close friend or something. And Fraser, exactly. I think he's trying to like skip some steps. I feel. Yeah. And like. This is Martin's way of kind of like opening himself up to Fraser, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. having a beer with him is like considered significant in both of their lives because we know how much Martin loves beer. And like we know that, well, I guess we don't know this yet, but Fraser isn't always invited, has never been really invited to drink with Martin. So like this kind of yeah. stuff like is more significant than we think, right? We just think, oh, it's a casual father and son beer. But looking at it, it's actually pretty big moment in their relationship. it is a deeper moment than what it seems like yeah yeah it's, and let me yeah. get you know oh, yeah. no, you no. okay and yeah we get the final title card you know one man's storage room is another man's sanctuary fraser reading his book locked in it clearly very small but a nice ending to it he finally got you know his quest for space has been completed yeah right? so. he's there with all his stuff and no other people it's what he wanted all along <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really, I really like the ending to this episode. Honestly, like it was funny, but it also like resolved it because I yeah. feel like you couldn't go into the next episode without this relationship, like kind of not being resolved, but like at least they're willing to give it a shot, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Well, any thought, any overall thoughts of the episode? Overall, I know we did like you know one out of ten ranking last week. I'm still trying to find a better way for us to kind of like give our concluding thoughts, but like. Any final takeaways from this episode? Anything you're looking forward to for the next one? I will say, before we get into the episode, I remember last week I asked you guys if you could recognize who the guest caller was. And oh, it God, was uh, Linda Hamilton from Terminator. So This, this is like the worst. I don't know if you guys know this one. I can give you a hint. He's been in superhero movies. He is famous for portraying a big superhero, if you can figure it out. Is it a Marvel movie or DC? Okay, you're never gonna get it. It's Wait, what's uh, the Christopher... 
it's Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Wait, wait, let me guess. Yeah. So he's a superhero. It's Christopher Reeve. He's famous for playing Superman in the very old Superman. Okay. I was actually going to say I'm never guessing right. I was actually going to say Superman, but yeah, I wouldn't have guessed it. This is like another like I don't either me and Felix need to brush up on our actors or like. Pranav just should just say it as a fun fact for the listeners at the end of that. Yeah, I think, I think, yes, I think never, the fun you, fact, you bro. I don't, I don't think the quiz You may never out. get one. Quizzing us is, is a little bit, it's going to start getting embarrassing Like once we get like four episodes in and we don't, we haven't got a single one. We're going we're gonna to get um, roasted. <laughs> like, we're so, like, hey, you don't know this? Let, let's give it a couple more shots. Actually, like, this one's kind of embarrassing. Christopher Reeve is famous. Is it that bad? That's true. No, yeah, he's super. Wait, I'm gonna look him up real quick. Is he? Is he the first? Is, is he he's the one who first? fell off the horse and was paralyzed? Okay, oh, he's I already know dead. About that story. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he was. Yeah, but I don't know. Wait, which Superman yeah. was this though? This is like the 1980s Superman one, Superman two okay. movies. I've never, I haven't watched those. So maybe I should. I mean, they're pretty you know, good. Listeners, we, you know, we we do watch like a movie every few days. At least we try to over zoom so i'm hoping like a by as we go through the, these episodes like we've been watching movies for a while but we kind of stopped in this last year trying to get uh-huh. back into it but hopefully we can start recognizing or at least me and felix can start recognizing more yeah. actors as we record more but yeah any, anything else from this episode wait I mean, I re- uh, what what rating you know you said rate, what ratings did we give it the last episode i don't, honestly don't remember anymore. oh god i actually don't remember i think i gave it like a seven and a half or an eight I think you gave it pretty high. I'll give it a high. I, I, I give it at least a high. All I remember was I had the lowest. Felix had the highest, and Rohan was in the middle. But yeah. they were all pretty close. For me, I would rate this episode like one lower. Like if I gave a nine, I don't remember what I gave last time. But let's say I gave a nine for the first episode, I would give this one like an eight. Actually, honestly, maybe yours was very high. I think you gave like a nine and a half for. Yeah, I think you gave it. Yeah, you gave it a really yeah. high number. I actually I like this one lower. more than the last one. Really? I think I, I, I think if I gave the last one a seven, I'll give this an eight. I like this more than the Wait, other one. Why did you guys like this one more than the other one? I'm just curious. I, I think the humor hits a little bit better. Uh, Some of like the weird kinks, like the Daphne accent are being ironed out. And I think it maybe doesn't have the huge heartfelt ending of the Martin phone call, but uh, overall there's less, like some of the the character traits are a little bit less annoying. And I think the jokes hit a little bit better overall. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just like, because we've watched the show before, but pilot episodes are always a little iffy for me in general. And I didn't think it was a bad pilot, not at all, right? But this just feels I, more like a Frasier episode, to right? Me. And I and I guess that kind of I don't know if it skews our rating, but like it's going to be the difference between mine and Pranav's rating and Felix's, right? Because he's never watched the show, obviously. So it'll be a little bit different because I've seen this episode like five to ten times. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I but, think having a different perspective is interesting. Yeah, no, definitely, and that's that's why we have Felix on this, right? um it's it's good it's always good it's i think it's very interesting especially for the audience and for us too like to see the perspectives of someone who's watched the show like a lot versus someone who's watching it for the first time and compare and contrast so that's good yeah so what what'd you say your rating was from eight i'll give it an eight yeah okay yeah i'll give i'll give this i'll give this one a nine i think felix said i'll give this one an eight okay yeah so still still pretty high felix how i mean how are you enjoying the show so far obviously we're only two episodes in but i feel like for me with sitcoms i know within the first three to four episodes if i'm going to continue watching the show oh really yeah interesting i think you can just tell are there likable characters are there like interactions good you can tell especially with the sitcom genre like pretty quickly if something is good or not 
Right. I mean, like, so far, I mean, yeah, only two episodes in, so not much to go off of. But, you know, I rated the first one highly. I rated the second one pretty highly. So, you know, so far, I'm liking it, you know. I'd like the characters. You know, I really, like, weirdly enough, like, you know, sitcoms aren't known for their plot. But, like, I actually really like the plot as well. You know, of course, the dialogue, right? That's I love that. But yeah, that was... I surprisingly like the plot a lot. You know, just, you know, him and his father. You know, it's a really, it's, it's, it's really relatable stuff. It's real life, real life shit, you know, that, like, you know, anyone can really relate to almost so yeah yeah you you get that and especially in these first couple episodes but next week we have a season one episode three dinner at eight which i think is a another phenomenal episode just quick summary it's just the three of them go out to a restaurant and things are interesting <laughs> that's yes. all i'll keep i'll keep it at that a little preview yeah i'm trying to think about like what it could mean the dinner at eight. is there any special meaning but I don't know. I mean, I think just dinner eight, like that's when the reservation is. But yeah, I'll let I'll let you guys. I mean, Prof, do you remember this episode? I mean, no. I do this... remember this episode. Okay. Actually, yeah, this is a very memorable episode. Like I said in the beginning, I think this two, three, four run, Space Quest, Dinner at Eight, and I Hate Fraser Crane, are very good episodes. Which honestly kept kept me watching for sure. So hopefully you guys like it. I think this. I won't spoil it. I'll, we'll talk about it next. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you again for uh, listening. You know, hopefully we're it's still the second episode, so we're ironing out some of like small kinks here and there uh, with recording and just you know getting our pace in. But I think as we keep recording and keep doing these, um, it'll get better and better. So hopefully you guys continue listening to us. But yeah, it's been fun, guys. I uh, yeah. had fun reviewing this with you. It has. It's been good. I will Whoa. see you guys next we'll week. We'll see you guys next so, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next it episode. Sounds great. This is Rohan signing off with Felix and Pranav, live from KSU.